What's going on guys and welcome back to another episode of Business is Pleasure. If this is your first time checking out Business is Pleasure, this is where we take some time, about 25, 30 minutes, and talk about our previous week, how things are coming along in our relationship, and most importantly, in our business. My name is John Francis. I am the co-owner of the Clarion Trading Company, and beside me is the beautiful Colette Monique Liberd. She is the co-owner slash co-founder of Clarion Co. You know what's funny? I'm going to stop saying you're a co-founder because you weren't the co-founder. No. You weren't even a founder. No. Like, you know what I mean? So you're the co-owner, of course, but like, I'm going to stop doing that because I give you too much credit. I found this, but you know what? I needed to push the, I need to find a way to make the company better, so I had to even ask you for your help and make it on this journey with me but i'm the founder though she is the owner but i'm the founder but the way but the way we always start off business is pleasure is how was your week um i think my week was let good. your chains hang what's wrong with you i'm sorry no, let your chains hang they're a little tangled though don't, let, don't worry about that don't worry about us let your chain hang <laughs> i feel like my week was good um it was a little bit off for the both of us i feel like because mm. we i feel like we sometimes when you're in business like you forget that it's always like go, it's always go, 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 it's go, always go, 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 go. There's no like. Not necessarily go, 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 but it's like, hey, you have to go. There's, yeah, like there's always something that you can be doing, whether it's big or small, or like even if it's just something as simple as like replying to a message or responding to an email. Like there's literally something for you to do always. And I feel like at times, like that has the potential to get a little bit overwhelming, especially for us because like we don't. We don't say like, hey, okay, from this time to this time, let's not work on the business. Let's just have time for ourselves. We don't really do that. We'll kind of just do our everyday lives and then have the business running in between and within that. So I feel like this week for us, we kind of just like took a little bit of like a rest, I would say, an informal rest. We kind of, I don't know, I'd say like veered off from our like usual We called in sick a couple of days. Yeah. We called yeah. in sick a couple of days. For example, like we called in sick for our business for a couple of days and we just kind of like veered off. And I feel like it's okay to do those things, but I feel like we need to plan for them. No, 100%, especially with me and with both of us actually. Like, this is the first time we've ever been on business full time for like the last, what, six, five months now. So for us, it's still like getting comfortable with the whole idea of like, yo, before we work on the business, maybe like an hour and a half a day, two hours a day when I was working full time. But now it's like eight to 10 hours a day. The business is always on, you know, majority of our conversations, majority of our weekends, majority of our days are really focused on the business. But for us, I think it was important that we had this like little informal break or rest or whatever because it made us take a step back and realize, oh, we kind of were running ourselves on the ground. We kind of were starting to become a little bit, I guess more or less maybe like not as, not as like dedicated as we should be with the business, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that really showed because like one, like we like stopped working as hard on our social media, we stopped putting our content as good as we do. Mm -hmm. Our sales even suffered a bit, right? Mm -hmm. So I think with us realizing like, hey, like we can't just jump off the horse in the middle of the race. You kind of have to like ride until the end but, and then for the next race decide what we would be best. But at the same time, I feel like we both kind of, in a sense, like needed that break. Oh, 100%. We both kind of were like, I don't know, not like, not like I, in a rut is the wrong word, but just kind of like almost in a rut. Like, no, no, so, wait, no, 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 no
we were kind exhausted. Of, yeah, exhausted. and we were kind of like stuck in our routine mm-hmm. of like every day doing this, every day doing that, every day, every day, every day, and it was like, oh my gosh, like it was. And like overwhelming is the wrong word. It was yeah. just kind of like exhausted. I need a break. Yeah, I need a second. Yeah, yeah. I, I think overwhelming is to say that oh we couldn't handle it. it was, no, it's it was, not it, that. It was too strenuous on us. No. but I think for us what it was, especially for me in, in ways, it was like I was just exhausted. Like I felt myself maybe like losing a bit of interest in the business. I saw myself maybe like being a bit distant. I saw myself not like applying myself as much as I should to the business. You know, and again it goes back to like I think vacation is also a different. Is also like a euphemism for procrastination. Sometimes you do need to, to procrastinate if you use it as a tool to understand like, hey, right now, why am I taking this break? Right now, why do I feel this way, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it was good because it allowed us to finally like have a conversation with one another to be like, why do I feel this way about the business right now? Like, yeah. why, why is that when we go to events, like we're, we're, we're feeling a bit annoyed or we're feeling like, oh, I really don't want to do this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's why it really helped us like have a conversation with one another just to be like, hey, like, I really don't feel as, like, motivated as I did before. Do I care as much about the business? Of course I do. But do I feel as motivated? Do I feel as inspired? No. And I think, like, sometimes taking that break allows you to analyze and just, like, really have a look at everything to be like, why do I feel this way? And also, like, get, like, really motivated and really inspired because, like, when it comes down to it, like, motivation isn't, like, a real or, like, tangible thing a lot of the time. So a lot of times motivation is just, like, a feeling. Right? So you need to have something to be motivated about. And like, if you were motivated about your business initially and that changed over time, you need to refocus and be like, okay, what about my business can I use or what aspect of my business or component or service or product can I use to re-motivate myself again? Or if it's the end goal or the end whatever, the end result to refocus you, like use that. And I feel like we both kind of like lost focus of like what motivates us and what's like our reasoning behind like what we do for a second and I feel like we just kind of needed that like resting period to be like okay like we had our time this is what and now let's get back to work like let's get back to what we do best exactly um for me what 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 I think that that maybe pushed me to like feel a little distant from the business was yeah i think like for myself it's something new and one every time april comes around when i was in college that was like bam end of the year take a break off and then prepare for the next like eight months or whatever you know so i'm, I'm assuming that's like the way my brain was thinking yeah because april and september those are my new years for myself you know what i mean yeah because it allows me again to procrastinate have a look at things mm-hmm. but overall i think it was a, a large portion of my instability for the business was really um oh my gosh i just had a second ago why, why did i do that a, a lot of it was really motivated by the fact that i was really being impatient like you yeah. know what i mean a lot of it was like oh well we had a financial goal i want to reach it now we have yeah. career goals i want to reach it now like you know what yeah. i mean it's like we both know we've, we have a good understanding of, of our timeline the things that we want to do and instead of understanding like hey like to get to this next step these steps first have to be accomplished, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think now that I have a better understanding of why I was feeling that way, it's like, whew, it's not gonna get any easier. Cause talking to one of my friends the other day and I was just like, yeah, you gotta do this music thing. And even with us doing the whole fashion thing, it's gonna take maybe two, three, four years maybe before you get where you wanna go, you know? Cause like, yeah, we have been running Tyrone of Cole for like four years coming this October. Yeah. But in my mind, it's only been seven months we've been running it seriously. Full time. 
exactly yeah. that actually because we have like a completely different mindset like now as opposed to a what we ago. had a yeah. year even like eight months ago yeah, yeah like we have a completely different like outlook on everything and like ability you know what i mean i think ability is the major factor not yeah most ability we have a completely different ability to like do different things <coughs> so i i honestly feel like our business just started like six months ago. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? No, like, most definitely. And I think this comes with every business. Not even a business, every relationship, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure there are numerous times where like you and I thought like, oh crap, you know what? Me and John can't really communicate or are communicating we usually did. We're not going out as often as we did before, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to show you this. Yeah. Sometimes it takes ten years to get one year that will change your life. That's the reality of life, man. That's the reality of life. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that says so much, especially when it comes to a business or relationship or anything in general, because like, and really what that goes back to, enjoying the process. And patience. And respecting the process. Honestly, not not from now on, everyone's like, oh, if you want to be successful in anything, you have to enjoy the process. I think that's bullshit. I think you have to respect the process because you're not going to always enjoy no the of process. course not of course you're not. gonna get through it but you're not always going to enjoy yes. it but at the end of the day you need to have respect for that process because the person that you are becoming mm-hmm. needs to go through all of those things whether they be good bad challenges whatever it is mm-hmm. but you need to go through that in order to get to the person that you know you're going to be mm-hmm. and you know you want to be but you need to go through those changes in order to grow no a hundred percent and i think for myself that's one thing i didn't understand or I was, or I was just like didn't have like the aptitude to really take in. Is like, hey, John, like, no, I don't always enjoy the process, but you have to respect it. And, and I think there's an, also another aspect of that. You need to respect the process, and you also need to trust it, mm. because it's so easy. I feel like that's where, at least like for me, like my lack of patience comes from, is because I'm not respecting and I'm not trusting the process. Mm. I'm not trusting that like yes, this is leading me to the person that I'm becoming. It's more so like. Oh, like what if this isn't working? Yeah. What if what if this yeah. isn't the right path? What if I'm not on the right direction? And then I felt a lot less of that in the last like couple of years, I would say. But I feel like that was a struggle in the beginning more so. It's like, what if I'm just completely on the wrong path? But you know what's crazy though? Like I know this sounds like corny as hell, but like being on the wrong path might be a part of the process for you to figure out the right path. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think too many times we're just so uncomfortable or just too fearful. Of that idea of it like hey let me at least try mm-hmm. like you know because like what i'm 29 you're 28 realistically like i'm not gonna say like oh we're in the prime years of our lives no we actually are like we're in our 20s yeah, we're, 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 we're in the prime years of our life so like for us this would be the best time to actually try as many things as possible you know yeah. what i mean it's like well we don't have no crazy mortgage we don't have any kids that really restrict you from yeah well not restrict you limit you from really going at for being as I guess maybe as creative or anything like as possible. A, extra like financial freedom. Yeah, or even extra time sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, why not do that now, you know? I know it's one thing I just thought of when you were talking about like the path and stuff like that. I think it's important to frame it in, it's not like the path, like it's not like, like picture your life and, and picture like, there's like this path down a road, this path down a road, this path down a road. It's not choosing between either of those paths, it's your path, your life path. So whether you choose this one, great. It's going to lead you to where you're supposed to be. Whether you choose this one, great. It's going to lead you to where you're supposed to be. Where you, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, you know, there's you don't have to fixate and, like, stress and worry about the path because it doesn't matter what the path is. It's your path that matters. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I definitely agree with that and understand that. And I just want to, for me personally, I just want to get more comfortable 
and realizing like, hey, like, and sometimes the path changes. Sometimes it gets rocky. Sometimes you have to climb a couple mountains. Sometimes you have to swim. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're not always just on smooth walks through life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of the times you get lost on the path. You know what yeah. I mean? But, but still, that's part per- of it. you know, you still need to persevere and just continue going on. You know? Mm-hmm. And I and and that's what I forgot about business. Sometimes it's like. Sometimes it's not your product, it's not your community. Sometimes you're the issue. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I think over this last couple of weeks, I've started to realize it's like, if we want to make a million dollars in a business, or if we fail to, that's on us. That's our, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think one thing that like, we always have to, let's keep it in the back of our minds that anywhere we want to take this business, it's on us. We're the ones that are gonna be responsible for the failure and the success of this business. You know, so I feel that's always important, man. That's always important. But of course, if you don't understand the type of person you are, the, what you want for your lifestyle, and what you want for yourself, it's gonna be difficult to really find that path. Mm-hmm. You know that right path. You know. But sp- speaking of paths, I think one path that we've been really focusing on and really been working well for us over the last maybe like two years, I would say, events. Like you know, of course, we're picking crappy events. And now we only pick events that one we've been to, we've been to, we've been to before, or events that we've heard like really good things about, you know. Yeah. And this weekend, this event that we went to is called um, Soul Exchange. Had good event there. Had a bad event there. Had good event there. This weekend had another good event there. Yeah. So what did you think about Soul Exchange this weekend, and what's your takeaway? Um, I think it was a great event. I think they did a really, really good job, like curating it as best as they. So it was like a little bit of like high fees, a little bit of shoes, sneakers, a little bit of clothing, apparel, sports apparel, a little bit but of vintage funny, apparel. But not funny. But starting to stop you. The, the craziest thing about that is like they're not the ones curating it. It's not like they're saying like we're only going to allow these people in there. I think the communities now are becoming so intertwined is that there's a like almost a lap over in terms yeah. of vintage and like high streetwear and yeah like of course they're picking in people that are relevant to be in the show and the people that are relevant Mm -hmm. to be in the show is based off of the community Mm -hmm. which like is great for them them, they kind of orchestrated it or whoever how it worked out it was a good event Mm -hmm. it was really well put together well organized it was a really really good turnout for the space like it was well filled the space like it wasn't too crowded it wasn't too spacious Mm -hmm. the hours were great from 12 to 6 so perfect amount of time. Pretty, it was busy pretty much to the very, very end, yeah, which yeah. was surprising. Usually it kind of like tapers off, but it was a really good event. And I think a large uh, reason why it was such a good event as well is because of the location. They had a very uh, centralized location, which their previous event, it was still like decent, but I think that the one issue that they had was it wasn't a very like centralized location. Even though it is in Toronto, one of the, I think sometimes people, when they're throwing events, obviously I'm not like an expert in throwing events, but I've learned a bit from going to them and being a vendor. People have this misconception that if events is in Toronto, people are gonna come to it regardless. And it's like, Toronto is not like a city like New York City or something like that. Like we don't have the best transit, we don't have the best like access to a lot of areas. There's a lot of pockets in even the downtown core of Toronto that are not very accessible. If you don't have a car, it's very difficult for you to get there. Yeah. You know, and especially a lot of these people, even though they're coming to the event, they're going to sell their sneakers, they're going to sell their, their shirts or whatever. So like, they have a lot of stuff to bring with them, you know what I mean? So 
if it's not easily accessible by like a streetcar or a subway, they're not gonna go. And especially with the demographic as well too, right? A lot of these young people, they are just that young people. So we're talking about kids from anywhere from like 12 to 20 years old. One, we don't know the financial situation. Is it easy for them just to hop on a bus or get a ride from their parents? Yeah. Or even, or even not even that, like the accessibility factor, like what you're saying, right? It's like, what if there's a kid coming from Ajax now and the transportation is bad in Ajax, transportation is bad in Toronto, plus they have to spend extra money to take the bus, take the subway, and also pay for entry as well too, right? Yeah. So all these different factors that come into the place that may push someone from, from actually attending, you know what yeah. I mean? But uh, this event, I think they had a really good location, and also even the way they were promoting it, and I saw a lot of different sellers promoting it as well, that definitely helped out. One thing I would like a lot of people to do, and some events do it better than others, is that if they would send emails out on a continual basis, like, hey, promote the event, promote the event, mm -hmm. or personally message people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, yes, we pay for the space, and it's kind of out of our hands at that point, and whatever the the the, the, the people that put the event together, the organizers, mm -hmm. it's up to them to promote it. But I think in reality is that it should be up to everyone who's going to be at the event. So, so if, exactly. Yeah. So if you're a vendor now and you want to go turn out, tell your friends, tell your homeboys, tell your coworkers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Try to be as as outspoken as possible about this event because you want to go turn out. And that makes the event better for everyone. For everyone. And it's like, let's say like you invite all these people and none of them buy from you, but it's okay. They'll tell their friends. Hopefully their friends' friends will come next time and yeah. so forth. And it'll yeah. create the cycle. Or know? maybe another vendor told a bunch of people and they don't buy from them, but they actually end up buying from you. Like it's, it's like a vicious circle, you know? Exactly. So I think it's beneficial for everyone to just promote it as much as possible. I think this event did work out really well because... One, they've been doing this, I think, probably like three to five years now. So yeah. they have built a bit of traction within this new community and especially within Toronto. So I was I was quite happy with the way the event did. Um, I don't think we had a number initially when we were going to the event, but when we were finished, we were both happy. We didn't lose yeah. money. No. So, mm -hmm. so, so that's always good, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's a good event. No, no, for sure, for sure. And also, even talking about events, one thing that I think we spoke about briefly was like, when we have events, um, there's generally like a generic ad or generic flyer that they give to everyone that everyone just kind of posts on their social media or like hands around. But I, but like what I was saying, I think it would be kind of cool if we create like our own specialized, not necessarily flyer, but video content that we can now put on our page or we can now promote to bring more people back into the event and everything too, right? Because yeah. I think one that will allow the organized to realize, oh crap, like these guys are actually serious about this and they they want the event to turn out well. And two, it will allow our audience to say, like, oh crap, like I'm really engaged with this video content. It's way better than a fly that I'm just gonna scroll by yeah. whatever you know. And like that will also encourage like other vendors to hopefully do the same. Yeah. You know, regardless of whether they do or don't, that's up to them. But either way, like having more people promote the events and also through like different types of content, like more interactive usually video content people prefer to look at that as opposed to like just like a flyer for example like more interactive more engaging then that's going to be a better turnout for everyone you know so 100 i think it's a great idea i'm really looking forward to trying it out at our next event this weekend and seeing if we can kind of like collect some like video content to kind of put into something yeah yeah this weekend definitely um, it'll be like collecting mm -hmm. just like collecting little clips of video content and then obviously when we get back home we'll yeah, we'll start off somewhat edited and yeah. Press, like, you know, yeah, yeah, we're not the best at that, or at least experts in that area per se. And then, yeah, we'll try it out and see how 
that works. And I don't, I, I can only see it doing well. Like, Yeah, because I think the hardest thing when it comes to marketing is like trying to figure out who your audience is. And I think like we can both safely say at this point, we know who our audience is, you know? Because yeah. I think it's <clears throat> the hardest thing when it comes to marketing is that like when you're trying to like just fish, like, you know, you hope you can bait people in and like, okay, well, they're interested, they're interested. And then you kind of get like an overall diagnostic of who your audience is. Mm-hmm. But at this point, like we've been doing this for like three and a half years. We know who our audience is. And if we don't, we need to quit right now. <laughs> Imagine we still know who our audience was all this time. Rough. Rough, 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 rough. Um, but speaking of our audience, I think um, another thing that comes into mind is like, what is our one thing that like allows our audience to constantly like, come back to us? What's that thing that allows them to be so captivated by our content? So I was trying to think of this the other night, and to me, I think our one thing, I would love to say like, yeah, our one thing is like vintage Levi's or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's like, I know that we don't have a thing like that. Mm. Because we, honestly, clothing-wise, we sell what people want. We don't necessarily have, like, an allegiance to one particular item over another. We sell good quality clothing that people like, plain and simple. Mm -hmm. Um, But for us, I think our one thing is our system. Mm. Because I feel like that's the thing that differentiates us from other businesses, regardless of their vintage clothing, whatever. Just other businesses in general that are kind of, like, within our realm I feel like that's our differentiating factor for other businesses and also for our customers right like for us like I think obviously we're not perfect and we're still working on our system but I think there's general things that people expect from us right like they expect a free Friday post every leading up to every Friday right they expect like you know a couple of articles they expect uh, hidden gems the drop they expect like certain things our podcast you know what I mean that we do and that is all encompassed in our system you know what I mean so our customers can kind of depend on us for whether it be a free Friday if they're interested in that or whether it be our information that we give out through like our articles or through hidden gems or the drop you know what I mean so I feel like our system is how we again like I said differentiate ourselves and target different markets and the one thing that really stuck to me when you're talking about our system, and especially when you like place that next to our clients, it forced us to be accountable. They expect a hidden gems. They expect yeah. a free Friday, you know yeah. what I mean? So if we're not doing the appropriate back end things so our clientele can be happy and we can like really appease them, we've failed right away. And, and it forces us now to have that wherewithal to be like, hey, like there are people out there, whether it's one person or one million people. That are expecting this. Like, that's what's And important. that's why I feel like we can have an off week. Like, mm-hmm. we can plan to both for both of us to take a break and kind of relax from, like, the everyday run of the business. But we need to prepare for that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, we need to have articles pre-written. We need to have videos pre-shot. Mm-hmm. We need to have all of that stuff ready to go. So... It doesn't take much to post a video, right? Like, we may not do the everyday stuff that we do for our business, but if we need to take a Wednesday and be like, okay, I'm posting this today, post it, cool. I can go on to being lazy for the rest of the day, whatever it is. No, no, 100%, 100%. And it's good, though, because I think the ability to be held accountable, because, of course, some people can do it themselves, get up, self-motivated or whatever, but to have someone there that's looking over your shoulder and be like, hey, you missed a spot there that 
should be another factor to be like, hey, I don't want to let these people down. You know what I mean? And even with that, it's like, I don't think that I'm Clarendon uncle. I'm an employee for Clarendon uncle. You know what I mean? So it's like, if the employees, you and I, aren't doing our jobs to constantly facilitate our clients and just to constantly move the company forward, yeah. we're failing ourselves now and our clientele, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's important that we always come back to our mind is like, hey, like, it may not be a lot of people, but there's someone out there that's expecting this. Yeah. There's definitely someone out there that's expecting this. And that's what's important, you know? It's like, a machine is meant to run, but I think with us, our gears are kind of getting a bit clunky and kind of like slowing down a bit. And we realized, hey, like, we need to re-lubricate it. We need to figure this out, you know? That sounded so weird when I said, like, re-lubricate it. Like, what is this? Like, what's going on right now? You know what I mean? But still, like, when you are a machine, sometimes, you know, you are going to tend to break down, you know? And I think, like, having just like the understanding like hey every five months let's take a two days off and let's recoup and let's utilize this time for just preparing for something mm -hmm. you know because like what you said there's always something you need to do you know yeah not for sure mm -hmm. but um one thing i want to talk about before we, no no we're not gonna talk about it because i actually want to like talk about like yeah, how cool it is yeah. yeah like a good 10 minutes um so yeah we're about 25 minutes in is there any maybe last words you want to Throw out there for um, me yeah, so speaking of our off You have last words? I know. Okay, Woo! let me hear this. Let me hear this. So speaking of our off week, um, we have two back-to-back -back events coming up this weekend. Back-to-back. <laughs> so with like Saturday, Sundays. And then we also have some downtime. We're going to relax. We'll have a little like getaway in mm -hmm. Montreal and enjoy our like second favorite city. For a bit, or would you say third favorite next to New York? Yeah, New Toronto, New York, Montreal. Yeah, yeah, third favorite city, and you know, just enjoy the the scenery, enjoy the food, because they also have really good food. But with that in mind, I want us to go hard this week, right? So it's Monday now, because I want to feel like that off time. Well, it's not really off time. Yeah, we're gonna be working. We're gonna and be like, working, but I want to feel like it's like deserved. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not honestly, no. I don't even want to. To me, this isn't really like off time. But like, let's just continue the same energy we have now onto the weekend. Yes, like I you know agree. what I mean. Let's just continue that same energy. Yeah. Okay. So any final words for yourself? Um, be nice and kind. Be nice and kind, guys. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of Hidden Gems. Sorry, not Hidden Gems. Wow, babe. Business is pleasure. Business is pleasure. Wow, I know, I know. Business is pleasure. Until next time, guys. Peace.